Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today's interview is with one of the top educators in Great Lakes Fishing. He is Captain Dan Keating. His book, Keating on Kings, is known as the Bible of Great Lakes Fishing. And in this episode, we discuss Dan's other books, his salmon schools, and some great tips for putting more fish in the boat. We're joined by Fishhawk Electronics, Trevor Sumption. Tell us about what you've been up to, though. I've been following your, your kind of travels lately. Uh, tell us about what you've been up to lately. Just, you know, well, just trying to, uh, you know, our salmon schools have been going really well doing them all across the Great Lakes. We were in Green Bay last weekend, uh, New York before that, Il Northern Illinois, Southeastern Wisconsin, and I got to sneak in a little fishing trip down in the Keys, get a little sunshine and uh, reel some fish in and eat some fresh fresh seafood. And then uh, back now here, uh, winter's returned here, at least to where I'm at, and then we'll be off to Ludington and Grand Rapids for our next salmon schools. When are those salmon schools, Dan? Uh, Ludington is going to be at Captain Chuck's, um, and that is Saturday, Sunday, February 25 and 26. And then the following weekend, March 4 and 5, we're at Grand, um, in the Grand Rapids area in Allendale at Grand Valley Sporting Goods. And that school's a really big venue. The Captain Chuck's one is almost sold out. That one maxes out. But the Grand Rapids one is a really large space, so lots of room there. Dan, tell us a little bit for people who are unfamiliar, uh, just the books and the, and the things that you put out. And, and if there's somebody out there that's kind of thinking about getting into salmon fishing, where would you point them to start? Yeah, um, no, I've just, you know, I've been fishing on Lake Michigan since 1972. Uh, ran tons and tons of charters, got to fish under every kind of weather condition with every kind of person imaginable. And have just, you know, in this stage of my life, just been doing a lot of educational stuff, trying to teach others how to catch fish. So we've got five books and two DVDs out. The Complete Trollers Guide is the most basic, the light blue book. That's like ground zero, someone just getting into salmon fishing. That'd be a good starting point. Um, the Keating on Kings book is just all about kings. Uh, then the two most recent books, Essential Tactics and Seasonal Strategies, the red one, and then Big Water Wisdom, they're a lot more, you know, a lot more in-depth, more advanced. Big Water Wisdom, the newest book, is over 500 questions and answers, so it's organized, um, you know, in bursts of information. So guys tell me it's really easy to read. Um, categorically, the questions are all... You know, like yeah, boat setup, tackle, lures, currents, and whatnot. So it's categorically work organized. And then Angling Life, my favorite book, is uses fishing as a metaphor to look at life. So all, all good stuff. All, you know, easy. You know, easy to read for guys. And you've also done something a little different with the schools, Dan, where you've got a you've got some advanced sessions and some starter sessions. Is that is that right? Yeah. So at at um. So at uh, Ludington, the first day Saturday is called Salmon Foundations. It's a more basic uh, school. It's not necessarily a beginner school in the sense of we're telling you which way to put the dipsy diver on or where to put a snubber on it. But it's more of the, the foundational stuff, like how do you run all the gear? How do you know when to use 
uh, whether it's copper line or lead core or divers or whatnot, looks at lure selection because really there's there's just so much great tackle out there. And it's like, how do, you, how do people know what to use? And then we look at the basics of spring fishing. And uh, uh, Captain Carl Stefinski Fuzzy is going to be with me at that one and Grand Rapids as well. Uh-oh. Day two is day two is our advanced tactics and seasonal strategies. And that's more uh, a deep dive into, you know, how to find the different species. They're multi-species schools. We're going to look at kings, cohos, um, steelhead, and either browns or lake trout, depending on what people are interested in. But we also do a deep dive into currents. And really, the more people can understand about currents, number one, they're going to have less tangles. But they're also going to know how to find fish every time the weather changes. And they're going to know how to really adjust their spreads to meet the currents and get fish to bite. Um, so that's all in on the second day. And then we also talk about how to do, you know, how to be successful offshore because a lot of people don't capitalize on the offshore fishery. And there's a lot of fish offshore when the weather permits and um, talk about how to adjust our tactics throughout the day for Kings, because you really got to change things up as the day progresses for Mr. King Salmon. So we're going to do that two day formula at uh, Ludington and then also in the Grand Rapids area first weekend of March. And I forgot to mention, we do have a school in the upper peninsula, April 15th. That's just going to be the advanced school. All right. You talked a little bit there about current. Um, You've got people, I see it all the time. I follow a bunch of message boards on Facebook and they're like, Hey, we went out, you know, we, we pounded them on our way down, but when we came back, we didn't hit anything. And I think the the pretty simple uh, thought there is, yeah, the current was different when you were shoulder the way. You know, whatever was happening with the current uh, caused those problems. How do people, I mean, obviously, we're with Fishhawk, and we want everyone to have a Fishhawk on the boat. But the reality is there's a lot of people just getting started in this. How do people kind of take a look at that current and use that to their advantage and read that current when they're just getting started? Yeah, well, first of all, as far as, you know, just knowing there's a current there is super important. You know, so a lot of multi-species fishermen who don't really fish more than, you know, a handful of times a year, they may not be aware of it. So understanding the mechanics of the currents, that currents are stronger, you know, within 10 miles of the shore than offshore. And then when you get on the drop-offs and whatnot, the sharp drops from 50 to 120 and whatnot, they're even stronger. Um, and, you know, that's where your Fishhawk probe is invaluable for guys. Um, and we do talk about that at the schools and also with my, you know, my, my salmon coaching, which is one-on-one stuff I do during the fishing season with guys over Zoom. We talk about how to use the probe and send it down there. And what the probe may tell you is that, wow, there's a different current, a different speed. Your gear is moving at a different speed 100 feet down than it is at 30 feet or on the surface. So that's step one, being aware that there's a current there. Then how do you measure that speed difference? And then, you know, step three is that, okay, so the lures we're running down where there's a different current, what lures do we put down there? How do we run them so they work? And then possibly, you know, if guys are multi-species fishing and running stuff higher up in the water column, how do they set, what lures do they run in, in that situation and how do they run them? So that's the abbreviated version Can you talk? Can you talk, Dan, a little bit about your about your one-on-one? I mean, one of the things that's kind of come out of this whole last three years here is is uh, you know now everybody knows how to use Zoom, right? So it, it's you know maybe one of the silver linings is it's is it's opened us up where, where we can all learn something. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the one-on-one part? 
Yeah, it's it's we started it last year. Um, the I call it salmon coaching. And for those who don't know, you know, I was running full time charters, you know, seven days a week, you know, twice a day. And then after, you know, some health issues with my back, had to give that up. So trying to stay engaged in the fishery and um, passing on what I've learned and helping others uh, uh, how to fish. And so these each Zoom session is done, you know, it's custom fit individually. I have one hour segments and then three hour packages. We do them over two or three different sessions. I send out a questionnaire to people, you know, tell me a little bit about their background, the boat they're using, the equipment they have. Um, and then we dial in, I'll ask them a few questions and then we focus on what they need to learn. And surprisingly, you know, most of the people that were doing this last summer were charter captains or very experienced mm -hmm. anglers. And we had guys from like Ontario, Lake Huron and Lake Michigan. And it's interesting that the guys that, have a really good working knowledge and are actually good fishermen are trying to, you know, you know, really tweak things. And so these are great for those guys, but also for people who don't have a lot of experience, the salmon coaching will, will save you a tremendous amount of frustration and aggravation and a lot of wasted money. Cause you know, we work on exactly what tackle you need. And then one of the other yeah. things to do with guys is we use, um, we use Navionics. I can do this on my screen and share it we'll actually look at the, the structure off of their home port and identify what areas will hold fish. And then, you know, we go a step further. We talk about, you know, when you know an area that'll hold fish, how do you identify which weather patterns will put the fish there? And then how do you, you know, run your trolling spreads against those types of structures? Um, so that's one of my favorite things to do with guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where to, there's so much to unpack in that, Dan, where it's like, if, if, I mean, you're literally able to cut years of, of, you know, learning curve off of somebody's, you know, journey. I mean, if they're wanting to, if they're wanting to get involved with Great Lakes fishing. So, I mean, it's, that's a, that's a pretty powerful tool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, some people like to go out and figure it out themselves, but this is, this is like a shortcut, you know, it shortens the learning curve and it'll get you catching a lot of fish a lot faster. What's it like for you, Dan, to work with people who are really accomplished, uh, do well, catch fish? You know, obviously they're doing it for a living and they're looking at you and looking to you to try to find those little finer points. That maybe they're missing. It, it's both it's both flattering and intimidating because um, it, it's flattering in the sense that I'm honored that people want, you know, want to tap into my experience and my knowledge. Um you know, because I've I'm very observant when I'm on the water and have been fortunate to fish a lot. Um, but it's 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 also fun because you can take a guy who's you know quite quite good and you can just kind of push him a little bit further or or kind of open the door for him shine a little light on certain areas that they need to tweak and stuff. So it's and it's encouraging that guys are open minded. And I, I think. You know, there's there's two kinds of fishermen. There's the fishermen that everything's a secret. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep it to myself, I'm not telling anybody. And that there are those guys who are open minded and realize that, hey, um, you know, we're all we're all in this together. And if we help each other out, we'll all do better. And it's 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 good for individuals and it's good for the industry. Bad for the fish population. but We're not concerned about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that's like the one thing that that unites all good anglers 
is is the open-mindedness you know the it's the ability to learn you know every trip and and be open to you know new ideas and and also just you know be you know have your eyes open to what's happening on the water versus just what caught them yesterday yeah and it's thinking ahead Trevor. you know it's thinking ahead it's you know for the good fishermen are really observant and they're thinking ahead and they're they're ready to make changes you know some fishermen they just get stuck in their same old tracks and they just keep going down the same old path whether it works or not I wanted to ask you about that, Dan. What are some common things that you see that, that people, you know, those those little things that maybe that they miss that are detriments to them catching fish? What are kind of some of the some of the common fixes and some of the common problems that you see? Okay, so I think so. There's a little bit of noise in the background here. I think you asked what are some of the common fixes I see doing salmon coaching at the salmon schools? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the currents is, are, are a big one. I mean, you know, at our advanced day, I start off talking about currents, and you know, I, you know, at the schools, we get a huge range of experience levels, and a lot of people aren't even aware of, you know, just the impact that the currents have and how they change with the wind. So that that's a major adjustment, and then learning that these fish can be holding in certain areas, you know, they're not everywhere. Um, and another another big one is that a lot of people are not aggressive enough with changing their presentation, both in changing the lures they run. But how, how do you determine which lure to put 72 feet down and which lure to put 190 feet down? That's a big one for, for guys to realize that they need to be more aggressive. All right, we've got a, a question here from Chad McMichael. It gets into something that you were talking about early on. Uh, he apologizes for the long-winded question. This is, uh, we fish Georgian Bay in Ontario for salmon. Uh, we can find temperature and depth, sometimes a stone throw from shore. Uh, certain areas, lots of structure. The further you go out, it gets very deep, 300 to 400 feet. The structure is gone. Most people say it's a waste of time to jump that open water. Uh, but it says when the bite's not happening, should he go out there and give it a try? Yeah, so, you know... The, you know, when the fish are on structure, when they're on those drop-offs that rim all the Great Lakes or Georgian Bay, they're certainly easier to find. Um, so the question is, do the salmon, do they migrate along the structure or do they go offshore like, you know, nomadic, kind of like a steelhead and wander around? So in those lakes where you don't have a lot of that deep water structure, um, if the fish aren't on your normal, I call them shallow water spots, so I guess 100, 120 feet shallow. If they're not there, then, you know, anglers can just keep, you know, mowing the grass in the same spot or fish for lake trout, or you have to go offshore and hunt. And in, in a lot of, you know, it depends on each area is different, but in that deep water stuff, you know, by deep water, we're talking like eight miles further out into the lake, which might be 200 feet in Southern Lake Michigan might be 600 feet in northern Lake Michigan or Lake Ontario, you know, there may be different, there may be some stuff out there, some humps, some changes where the drop-offs actually closer together out there. And those areas can create upwellings and they can have concentrations of bait Um, And those areas are also very good for the steelhead. But, you know, that's another thing, you know, sometimes when the king bite's not there, sometimes by going offshore and hunting, you can find steelhead that other people are missing. All right, a couple of good questions coming in here right now. Here's one from Johnny Quest over on YouTube. He says, uh, is the increasing alewife population 
going to change the way we have shipped, we have fished uh, for the past 10 years? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I'm, I think it's going to, I think it's going to help us in the sense that the fish are going to be healthy. Um, I don't know if it's going to change the way we fish. Um, I mean, I always fish eyes wide open, you know, have an idea, have a plan, but be really observant of what's going on, read the clues of the lake and the fish and make a lot of adjustments. So I think the biggest change is the natural fish. I think the fish that in Lake, this is speaking about Lake Michigan, and we have a, you know, a certain amount of natural reproduction with kings and some people believe cohos. I think those fish migrate differently and a number of other people, um, myself, you know, not just me, believe that the stock fish may actually follow the natural fish. So that's what's changing our fishery. Interesting. Here, here's another one here, Jim Lemon. I think this is another one that uh, speaks to our modern day and where we are right now. He asks, uh, what do you think about using live sonar for salmon trolling? <coughs> Yeah, the, the live sonar, you know, the, the pan optics, I think that's a new area. Um, I, I fish I fish on a bunch of different boats now from a sick friend has a 16-foot boat all the way up to a 52-foot boat and everything in between. And one of my buddies, uh, Dylan, really excellent uh, uh, fisherman and charter captain, he's, you know, he spent more time watching pan optics and learning how to make adjustments to his spread with that. So I think as guys spend the time using it, it could help with lure selection and things like that. Kind of that real-time feedback. You're watching the, you're, you know, you're watching the fish come in and look around and, you know, you know, every time you put a group of lures in the water, you, I mean, you're either going to, it's game on and you're going to bring them in and they're going to bite or, you're going to push them away or just make them curious. So it will help. I think it can help guys make those adjustments. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of guys go out there with it. And, you know, they'll tell me, Hey, you know, this lure seems to be the one that brings them in, but they always bite on this other one. And having that live sonar shows me kind of how that's working and how the lures are basically working together as a team. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to confirm, you know, uh, it's gonna. It's confirming a lot of what we knew already. So, yeah. One more thing for everybody to go by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that uh, you know. There's there's so many tools out there and so many things that can help you catch fish. At some point, we just gotta go. Let's just go out and go fishing, right? I mean, how many things can you can you add on, and how many things can that boat go try to chase these fish? I think that just makes the foundations that much more important, honestly. Very good. Yeah. Dan, uh, really appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us, chatting with us. It's always fun to have you on the show and talk a little bit of fishing. I know you've got a lot of travels going on. You've got some uh, stuff coming up here with your seminars and your schools. just want to say safe travels, and uh, thanks again for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for making a great product and, and working to educate anglers uh, so we can all do better at this. So appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.